God is good. God is good. All the time, God is good. And God is good all the time. Hey guys, it's your girl, Your Majesty, and you're listening to Talk To Me Thursday. A podcast where I talk about wholesome and vulnerable topics. I talk about my experiences and I learn more and I share it with you guys as I learn it, when I learn it, or when I discover it. My tone is different today because y'all are gonna y'all 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 are gonna get something very different today. Um the podcast structure is gonna be very different. So if this is your first time listening to my podcast, welcome. If you've been here a while, hello again. Um, But as we're coming to the end of the year, I am realizing a lot. And I don't exactly know how that makes me feel because it's not all great and it's not all bad. Um, so it's kind of just figuring out how to move on without ignoring it, but like to get through it and to never, ever, ever let it define me, control me, hold me back, um, so that's 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 what we're unpacking today. That is what we are unpacking this week, shall I say. So we're gonna break down everything that's happening this year. Well, to the best of my ability and the things that I've learned because I truly believe that everything in my life has happened. On purpose, for purpose. And I feel like when I have that mentality, I am more open to going through certain things, no matter how difficult they may be, because I know that there is a purpose for the season that I'm going through. And I feel like it is such a good way to look at life and to look at situations. Um, and I know a lot of people hear other people say this or hear these things being said and they think, she ain't been through much. Like, what she mean? She ain't been through much. That's probably why she's saying that. She ain't been through much. Like, wait until you've been through what I've been through and then let's see if you're saying that. Mm-hmm. But then again, guys, I want to remind you, this podcast is a journal, okay? It's a digital journal of my experiences, my life, my journey, my lessons, and I'm being vulnerable with sharing this with you guys, so it's not law, it's not entirely factual to the general life of everyone else, but it is factual to how the events have happened for me and to me, it's only based on me as a person. So some of you might relate to what I have been through or what I've experienced. And some of you may completely have like no clue what I'm talking about. But um, it's just out there. So y'all can listen. Y'all can laugh. Y'all can be like, damn. Like y'all can learn from my experience. Y'all don't need to go through it. Or maybe when a similar situation occurs, you have knowledge on how you want to move about or how not to move about it. Does that make sense? So, like, I've been through it and I'm okay with sharing certain things with y'all. So, y'all know certain things and y'all don't need to make the same mistake I made. Or, like, I just want to cut your journey short. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I took a wrong turn and I'm telling you down that road, it ain't easy. It's up to you whether you're going to you know, go and figure it out on your own or take the hint and try a different road. 
So that's one thing I want to put out there, first and foremost. Another thing, disclaimer, because I have not prepared a script for this one, y'all. I am literally just going to hand it over to you guys as it comes to me. So disclaimer, I am not a medical professional. I am not a professional life coach or anything. Although I feel like I've been through so much in life, I might as well be. I am not, okay? I am a regular, jugular child of God going through life, doing the best I can to stay alive and to stay close to my father, okay? With that being said, 2023, 2023, the year 2023, please, please, I know that even if you wanted to, you couldn't, but please, Never, ever return. Please, 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 just never visit me again, ever, ever. I will do you this much and acknowledge that you happened, but that is the most attention you're going to get from me. Like, as soon as 2024 comes around, I don't even know who you were. I don't even recall you visiting me. I don't even know that you happened. Like, I just blinked and I I skipped, you know, 2022 to 2024. Like, I, I literally blinked. That's me. I feel like I say that about every year, though. And I feel like a lot of people may feel that way about a lot of situations or years in their life. But I'm not going to lie. 2023, you have blessed me. But, like, you've also had me in the trenches on stilettos. And I do not walk on stilettos. I wish I did, but I do not. So, damn, 2023. Um, the year started on a beautiful, 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 beautiful note. I did not have COVID when the year started, which was very different. In 2022, I think I started the year with COVID. Um, fast forward 20 January. What happened in January? When we're breaking this down. In January, I... Damn. In January, I made a very, very, very brave move career-wise. I have always been interested in the creative industry. Um, I've always like dabbled in a lot of things. And Jenny, uh, God damn, English was not Englishing there and then. But January 2023, on the 25th of January, was the deadline date for UCAS. UCAS is a system where you apply to many different universities. And they get back to universities. I don't know how to exp- how to better explain it to suit everyone globally, but um, yeah. So you've got high school, college, university in the UK, and um, yeah. So I was applying to go to university um, for September of 2023, and. Initially, I knew I was going to go for something within the creative side industry. So it was either going to be film, it was either going to be journalism or production. It was photography. It just had to be fashion. It had to be something creative. Like that was what I had spent almost a decade trying to perfect within myself as a creative person, you know, learning fine arts, design um, fashion, photography, um, like, I was literally just going to go for that, you know, that's the safe option, that's what makes sense, like, why would I go for anything else, and then, like, a few days before I submit, I'm looking at this application, and I'm taking everything down, and I mean every single thing down, Bear in mind, you need to write an essay, right? You need to write an essay 
I can't remember how long the essay is. I will not lie to you guys. But uh, you need to write an essay. Like, to, like, back up why these universities need to care about why you want to do this particular course that you want to do. Um, so I need to... I, it took me months to write that essay. And I had to take it down and rewrite it. And I had to run back to, like, my old teachers and trying to get them to like understand why I was making this what felt at the moment like unrealistic decision and I think in the back of my head I kind of wanted to self-sabotage myself I wanted to not make it so I can not have to show up for myself in that way if that made sense so I dropped uh, film production I dropped journalism and production I dropped all of those subjects that I had applied for in all those universities, I dropped them and then I applied for psychology. Guys, I applied for psychology and counseling, psychology and well-being, psychology and law, psychology and criminality, psychology and sociology. I just applied for anything, psychology and something else, psychology and psychology, psychology, because... The year 2021 to 2022, I went into a very, 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 very bad mental state. And um, I caved, guys. Like, I genuinely caved. Like, counseling therapy wasn't something that I felt against. But, like, I wasn't surrounded by an environment that felt for it. So, I chose the battle. I said, you know what, I am going to go into this, even though it means that in certain rooms, I'll be looked at differently because of it. Like, I felt like I was weak for seeking help, which is actually very wrong because it's a very brave thing to acknowledge that you're in a place where you actually need someone else to pull you out of or someone else to make you realize that you have all the tools within yourself to get yourself out because sometimes you're just too focused on your problems to realize that the solution is in the same place the problem has you in a way captured so I got into therapy and as you can tell I'm out here talking to y'all so something must have worked <laughs> the lord definitely did his work um but going through that whole journey of like going through these sessions and like having these conversations only affirmed what so many of my close friends have been telling me over over the years that oh my word Mima like you would make such a dope therapist like you can listen and like you can give advice and you are like so motivational and you're like so understanding empathetic and like you can just put yourself in someone else's shoe really see where we're coming from and then on top of that, you give it to us straight. Like, thank you. And um, the reason I was running away from that was because I feel like I am too much of that. Like, I want to be able to leave work at work and come home. And I feel like spending your days hearing about people's, I would carry that with me. And like, I'd be trying to help you at every point in my day. Like, I'm walking around, like, I say this to my friends, and this is why one of the other things 2023 has taught me is to be very, 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 very um, calculated and cautious with myself and how I share myself with the people in my life. Because if I have that personality where you can tell me that you're going through something difficult... And I carry it with me on a, like, I carry it with me. Like, it's like a, a Rubik's cube that I'm trying to solve on top of everything that's going on in my life. I've now got this. I don't want to carry that for someone that, like, isn't deserving of me doing that. Because it is draining. Because I am pouring into your cup, whether you know it or not, or whether you want to approve or acknowledge it or not. I am pouring into your cup because I am walking around and every single time I'm talking to God, I'm talking to God, not just for me, but for us, for you. 
And like, I would do it either way, whether we're friends or not, but at least I would know, like, if you want, like, I don't know how to better explain this to people, but there's this thing where you just need to, like my therapist said to me, if you're always pouring into someone else's cup, when are you pouring into yourself? Like at some point you will, you will run dry. Like, at some point, you will run dry. Like, and then you will take like a day to fill yourself up and you won't even be filled up. You'll have like a drop inside. And as soon as you've got one drop in, you're already giving that out. And I'm like, really and truly, I have just switched my mindset and going to therapy, learning all these little things about myself. Like, I am a giver. And sometimes I give when I don't have anything to give. And that can be very dangerous and detrimental for me as a person. Um, just learning a lot about my character, my personality, the person I am, the person I was, the person I'm trying to be. It 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 was like a huge like veil had been lifted off my face. And like when I get into certain situations, my responses of like are very different because of it so um with that being said I was like I can give people that clarity like I have it in me I'm like five steps ahead like I have it in me to give people that clarity and I just need to go and learn the safest and right way to do it like let me go and like learn how to perfect the skill learn how to be really good at it, like, be really good at understanding people and explaining people to people, if that makes sense. Um, so I got into psychology, and um, January goes by. February comes by, I hear a few no's, um, one maybe, and then I hear a yes. Right at the end, I hear a yes. And it's like, okay, time to prepare. Um, in February, when I hear this, like these no's, when I hear the no, it starts affirming this, like, okay, I was never meant to be a therapy because the first thing I got was a no. Um, and then I got a maybe, and I was like, Oof, okay, um, I don't know what's happening here. And then I got a another no, and I was like, yeah, 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 I'm not meant to be doing this, I'm not meant to be doing this, and then I got the, the biggest yes, no, like, there's this thing called unconditional, okay, like, this is, there is no conditions attached to it, like, there is nothing you can possibly do that's gonna change this yes into a no, and that's the type of yes I got, bearing in mind that, like, I had never in my life studied psychology, I was like, wow, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't a yes that meant that, like, this was a yes that meant that I had to change just about everything in my life, like, I had to relocate geographically to a place where I had, I do not know a soul, so I have no family, no friends, start from ground zero, and I was like, I always talk about wanting to start afresh but the absolute idea of like because with therapy I'd learned how to utilize the people that were genuinely in my life not because of the things that I could give them but just because they wanted to be in my circle they were supporting me they were loving on me I was loving on them it was just it was right like I had learned how to really optimize having my family around coming from a really big family um I gained the voice I'd learned how to say my piece because sometimes silence wasn't healthy at least for me silence wasn't healthy and I understood that some difficult conversations had to be had and this that and the other but like I believe it happened for the better because with the silence nothing was being built nothing was being fixed nothing was happening but once I started learning how to articulate how certain things in my life was not okay and like talking to the people in my life about what needed to be changed 
like what needed to be changed, what needed to move in order for us to grow. It wasn't always easy, but like there was movement. But at the same time, the anxiety of like all the the gears changing in my life, my relationship with my mom was going through a rough patch. My relationship with some friends were going through a rough patch. And then like the anxiety of like, oh my word, I feel alone, but I am surrounded by people. But now I'm going somewhere where I will genuinely, physically be alone. Like I cannot reach out and touch my friends. I cannot reach out and touch my siblings. Like I cannot hear the voice of my mom in like, on the other side of the wall, like, I cannot, like, I'm realizing what I am leaving behind. Even as frustrating as it was to be around all of that sometimes, and to really seek the silence when the silence was granted to me, and it really set on my head that, oh my word, it's going to be quiet. Guys, I don't know why I was having this train of thought at work, but my heart stopped. That was me just trying to breathe. But having, it was like something was wedged in my chest. And the more I tried to breathe, the deeper it was going in and it was twisting. And on top of that, I went blurry blind. For a good minute, I was deaf. And I work in customer services. Like, I was working at, like, you know, customers in front of me and they're talking to me. And I'm like... Oh, it was, I can remember that day, like, so deeply. This was, this was, it was crazy, okay? It was crazy. And, um, I finally come back. And I go to the back, and I'm set, and I tell my manager, I need to call my mom. Because my mom's got an overnight shift, and I think I need to go to the hospital. And I've got like an hour of work left. So I go to the back, like the back of the back. <laughs> and um, I get my phone, I call my mom and I talk to my mom. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, defo. Because my heart has like, I, I'd been having like these little, I don't know if they're called heart palpitations because my heart didn't feel like it was going faster. It felt like it was going slower. And they'd been happening for like months. And so when this had happened to me at work, I was like, okay, this is different, okay, I can feel my heart going slow, and I get dizzy, and that's been happening for months, and that was fine, but, like, this felt like I was literally stabbed, so, um, I'm gonna go and, like, check it out, because sometimes you wait until it's too late, and then we're like, if I had just gone all those months ago, or that one time, so I didn't want that, so I was like, Eh, mom, can I go? Mom's like, yeah, definitely. Good idea. Go. Finish work. Um, I'm like, I don't want to, because I live in a town, but I was working in the city, and I was like, I don't want to go to the hospital in the city, because then, like, if it's serious, my mom's going to have to drive all the way out to the city, so let me go back to town and, like, go to the hospital closest to home. So I make the trip back, and oh, my word. I make the trip back, and it takes me two hours to get to the hospital, guys. Like, I finished at 6, and I got to the hospital literally 8 o'clock. My mom's calling me, so what's the doctor saying? I'm like, Mom, I've literally just gotten to the hospital. Um, And she's like, okay, okay, get in, get in, see what they say, see what they say. Bear in mind, the journey to the hospital was a journey in its own. So that is a conversation for a different day. But... To take a long February story short, um, I was told I had a heart attack. And by the grace of God, there was no after effects. 
I was told that he was stress-induced and that I should um, be very, very careful about what I stress about, or stress in general, to be honest. Um, and that has changed my perspective greatly. Like, if you stress me out, I cut you out. If you stress me out, I cut you out. Someone put that on a shirt. If you stress me out, I cut you out. Um, but yeah, February, I had a heart attack. I... Um, yeah, I had a heart attack. I had a little, nah. I had to measure whether the next thing I was about to say was relevant enough to actually even be said. And I've just chosen it's not. Uh, March was great. Um, I was really stepping into the whole, I am not going to be stressed out. Um, so this is when I was finalizing a bunch of other things like housing, finance, and all of that. Um, journey for every March, April, 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 April was April in. April was April in. I can't really say much. April was April in. Um, May, June, July. Guys, all these other months were just. I don't know. I started to realize all the little things. Um. For example, a lot of my friends that I went to college with, um, they graduated this year. And I guess for me, at the time, it wasn't a tough pill to swallow that they graduated. It was a tough pill to swallow that none of them wanted me around to celebrate them even though I was very loud about how much I wanted to be present to celebrate every single one of them. I was prepared to make the trip to the different city. I was prepared to do whatever I needed to do to be in the room, handing them flowers, like doing what I need to do. Like basically I'm a photographer. Okay. I'm a freelance photographer. I was going to be there. Like, they are there. Okay? So, I don't know why, but I think that's what hurt me most. It wasn't that I wasn't one of the ones walking the floor and graduating with them. That I was okay with. That I had three years to be okay with. It was that even after all of that, when I was cheering them on, when, like, some of them would tell me about their how hard it was to get, like, the assignments or do this and that, and I was telling them, like, yo, you got this, you got this, you got this, you know, and when I said, yo, when you graduate, let me know, I'm gonna take you out, I'm gonna treat you, like, I'm gonna celebrate you, no one picked up that call, that hurt, because it just did, I can't say because anything, because they've never explained it to me, and I guess I never asked because I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, that was that. The summer was interesting. Mostly because it was more winter than it was summer. <laughs> but, um, fast forward to September time. Uh, September, September was Septembering. Um, September was Septembering because I moved out and found a new church. Um, started building on like my spiritual life a lot more. September was interesting. September was beautiful in so many ways. October was terrifying. October taught me not to trust too easily. October taught me that just because a person says all the right things doesn't mean they'll do all the right things. September... Why did I go back to September? <laughs> October taught me that... um People will look at you, they will see your light, 
and they will do whatever they can to either dim it, obstruct it, and sometimes they will try and be part of it, but not in not in the right way. Does that make sense? So September why do I keep going back to September? Um, yeah, but like, I think this year taught me that I am a hustler. This year taught me that I am a grinder, that I am a diamond in the rough. I don't know why I was about to quote Hamlet right there. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm so, 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 so sorry. (laughs) No, you're not going to take my shot. Okay. But but I, I, I visually visualized my little brother doing the whole rap yeah daniel i I really miss you i miss you bro i miss you bro but um october was insanely yeah and november 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 my dear darling beautiful november November blessed me with a beautiful, beautiful bond that I would have never imagined that I would have found. November blessed me with another big sister that I never knew I needed, but I got. November blessed me with so many beautiful things. November blessed me with a team. So I, I've joined the media team at church and it's just it's 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 a growing experience. Okay. Some of you people are questionable, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you guys. Um but um some of the things I do is very questionable. Okay. I question I, I'm like, Mima, why on earth did you join like the media team? Like Girl, what's in your water? Like, what is in your water? You should have joined, like, I don't know, any other department would have been nice. Like, something that requires you to do less or something that requires you to not do something that feels so challenging um, for you as a person. But then, but then, y'all, I think serving like serving in the church there is not a single department that doesn't challenge you that doesn't require so much of you I feel like it is so like I tried the welcome team on a um youth Sunday night y'all y'all if I speak like I have I have a social battery and I have social um, awkwardness and anxiety and so on and so forth. But like, I think my passion for making sure everyone felt the welcome I felt when I walked into that church was so high that night. I was like, I gotta do this. 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 But like, I was like, this is so challenging because it's like, I need to walk up to someone and I need to have a conversation with them. And I need to make sure that they feel welcome, that they don't think that we're all weird but I'm weird. And it's like, how do I do that? Because I know I'm weird. Like, <laughs> How do I do that? How do I lie? Or like, not even lie, but like, how do I act normal? Like, it's so hard. And then when I'm on the media team, it's quite the same. Like, how do I blend in? Like, how do I not stand out? Like, how do I not mess up? Like, how do I not distract? but still capture the moment for those who can't physically be present. Y'all, it's, it was a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm excited to see where serving God in the church takes me um, and my faith. I'm excited to see the growth of my spirit and my relationship with God. 
um, in the new year because there's been a tremendous growth in this year. So um, December, sweet, sweet, sweet December, you have said, all I want for Christmas is you. So many times I can't even deal with it anymore. But um, y'all, this year has been what this year has been. Um, God is definitely like Tasha Cobbs once said that sometimes God will break you, but like He will break you to rebuild you the way you are meant to be built. The situation like you're beautifully broken. And it's like, you can't really visualize something separating, looking beautiful, unless it's like a mango or an avocado, you know, like how you can seamlessly like just cut and like take it apart. But I'm um, sorry, guys, I'm also partially craving fruits right now, but um, it's just, it's insane. I think this year has really put my, it's put me in a posture of, Lord, I am the clay, you are my potter. Mold me. I am the clay, and you are my potter. Mold me. I know that there is purpose within me, and within every season, and everything that I experience in my life, and as long as I can trust that I am living full purpose and I am living I'm living in purpose. Sorry. It's it's really hard to stay in the same place and let darkness and sadness and loneliness and depression and any of those many things fully consume you because you Acknowledge that there is something greater in every little thing around you. Um, as I'm saying that phrase, I'm realizing that I've spent the majority of this week in my head. And it's not like God has not left me in there. Like he is not like, okay, he has not left me in my head. He has refused to let me sit. In this place where I feel like I'm inadequate. Which sounds huge and heavy. But like. That is exactly how I've been feeling. I've been feeling so inadequate. And like as I am saying that. I'm rem- I'm reminding myself of. Um, Coach Carter. Coach Carter. Coach Carter. Y'all, I'm trying to see if I can get y'all to sympathize with me. Is sympathize the right word? If you're hearing noise in the background, that's me trying to get my iPad. So I can, like, not lie to y'all, but actually give y'all accurate information. So the movie is called Coach Carter. And they recite this poem called... um... Y'all, this is hard. Why am I, why am I, why am I, okay, let me, let me, let me look for it for y'all, okay, let me look for it for y'all. What is our deepest fear? Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. You playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as a child. Do y'all, I don't even have to read the whole thing, but like, I felt inadequate. And I say past tense because I do not feel inadequate no more. Um, the Lord has validated me. The Lord has gone to me like, child are mine. If you do not, I will smack you upside the head. Okay. <laughs> but um, I had a conversation with my dad 
my mom and my brother all separately and they all reassured and reaffirmed one thing to me they said in life whenever you're doing something new it's always going to be hard because it's like it's the first time you're doing it like but it's important to realize that if you made like if you made it this far it's because you are capable Right, And as long as you are very much capable, you need to stop magnifying the problem and start magnifying the solution. So stop looking at the mountain and start looking at God. So if you're going to look up, do not be looking at the peak of the mountain you're about to climb. Look up because you're looking at the God that will be climbing that mountain with you. And I was like, really and truly, I've been sitting in my problem and I've been like, I have a problem, I have a problem, I have a problem. All the while the situation is not changing and the God, the solution, is sat right next to me just waiting for me to like turn my head and like not just turn my head but change my whole position and my whole posture that I'm not looking at the problem and then at God, at the problem and then at God to be like, has he done anything? Has he done anything? Has he done anything? No, just like, Look at God and trust that the problem is taken care of. Like, just wake up, look at God. 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 Have positive delusion. Have the delusion that, like, it's all taken care of. Not even the delusion. Have the faith. Have the faith that it's all taken care of. And... The reason I say this is, y'all, really and truly, I've been watching so many other things to, like, distract myself from the things that are troubling me. And it's like, the distraction is bringing me back to, like, that same realization. Like, I was watching Chosen today. Um, It's like a series based on the Bible but based on, like, the story of Jesus and, like, him recruiting the disciples and, you know, the journeys and everything else. And, like, y'all, there are so many things that was, like, said in there that was a repetition of the things. Like, he repeated, like, scriptures that I read because, like, it was insane. And it's, like, I don't believe in certain things being, con- like, coincidence. Like, I believe that if I'm talking to God, God is talking to me right, and sometimes, yeah, you might be pulling things out of thin air to just, you know, validate your train of thought, but this was not it, and I know it wasn't it, because he would not let me breathe, he was like, child of mine, if I can dress the lilies, and if I can feed the birds in the sky, what more can I do for you? He was like, I could have gone anywhere, could have been anywhere. But like, you are the one that I chose. You are the one that I called to. You are the one that I I pointed to this experience. He was like, on this journey, if you're going to question every single direction I take you, rather than just go, isn't that just going to prolong the journey and make it more frustrating for the both of us? Like, why can't I say, follow me and you obey? Why can't I say, talk to them and you obey? Why can I not say, sit and be still and you obey? Like, if you have to question and you have to have a logical response to everything I am putting you through, everything I am like, the pressure I'm applying is because you're a diamond. Like, and Nima, if you need to question everything I'm doing, do you really trust me? Do you really trust that I want good for you? That the plans I have for you are good? And, damn. Y'all, even saying it right now, it's hitting. Like, it's really hitting. But, 
yeah, this week has really been a, it's been one of them ones. It's been one of them ones. So if you're listening to this, I want you to know something. Whatever you are going through or not going through or will be going through, because unfortunately life is structured in that manner that you will experience certain things that do not always feel great and do not always make you feel adequate. You are not inadequate. You may not feel like you belong in the room that you're in, but if the door was opened and you spoke to the Father and he said, walk into that room, there is purpose for you in that room. So don't you dare be a Jonah and run in the other direction. Don't you dare be impulsive and like, Choose your way above his way. No, like, trust in the Father always because he he knows everything. I think one of my biggest fears when I live my life is that one day I'll be set with the Father and he will be like, daughter of mine, you've lived a great life, but you could have lived a greater life had you literally just put on this blindfold and just listen to the sound of my voice. Because I will have never failed you. I would have never failed you ever. In anything. In love. In finance. In health. I would have never failed you. You watch certain things. And you listen to certain stories. Of how people have these terminal diseases. But they've got more peace than people that are sitting in mansions. With eight sports cars parked downstairs. And another holiday home in a different country in a different season. Like they have never, some people have never experienced winter because they just travel. As soon as the season has changed, they have dipped. Like they travel following summer. Like I hear of that and I find it crazy. But like, I think talking of seasons, God is such a beautiful scientist. Like he has created the world that we experience different seasons different weather conditions because he wants us to look at his creation and realize everything that he is teaching us you experience different seasons in your life that mean that you need to prepare differently for each season and just like you prepare differently for each season like in summer you're not going to be walking around you know with a dozen layers when the sun is like Literally, it's like you feel like you're in the desert. Like, you're not doing that. In winter, you're not walking around in the snow in, like, you know, a unitard and nothing else. You're not walking around in a bikini in winter. You're not doing that. You are dressed according, accordingly to protect yourself, to, you know, best prepare for that season. And just like that, in life, you will go through certain things and you need to adjust your posture, you need to face God, and you need to arm yourself with what you need to go through that season, and once you've walked out of that season, you have, you've got so much more appreciation for the next season you walk into, or so much more knowledge and preparation for the next season you walk into, so without dragging this out a lot longer, God loves you, God has validated you, God has a plan for you, Everything in your life is happening on purpose, for purpose. You need to look up, not at the peak of the mountain that you're climbing, but at the God. At the God that is with you all the way. He's not just with you, but he's for you. If you're in a certain space in your life, and the Father has called you to that space in your life, you better stop asking questions and start Start leaning, just leaning into love, leaning into God, because I tell you, as soon as you lean into that, like fully lean into it, like don't do those trust falls where you you have a your backup plan is your hand. Like one thing I learned in rugby when I was like, like when I played rugby, you need to. The best way to prepare the fall is to trust the fall. If I get tackled and I've got my hands out trying to stop myself from like falling, 
some type of way, I will injure myself. When I fold, my hands, like, you know that Wakanda forever across? If I'm holding the bowl, that's where my hands are at. I'm holding the bowl. I am holding the bowl. And I am leaning. I am leaning into that fold. If I can carry on as they're trying to hold me down, I can carry on. But when I realize that, okay, I'm falling. I'm going to lean into God. I'm leaning into that fold. I'm leaning into that. People go for the safe choice, but they never go for God. Is that because you don't think he's the safe choice? Y'all, I'm preaching to somebody. I'm going to leave you guys on that one. I'm going to leave you guys on that one. Like, why do you think people go for the faith? Like, a lot of people go for the safe choice in relationship, in work, in life, in health. Then why is it that people don't choose God? If you're always going for the safe choice in life, and the moments where you didn't choose God, is that because you didn't feel like he was the safe choice? Like, can we talk about that? A little bit? A little bit? Yo, my DMs are open on Instagram. That's Talk To Me Thursday on Instagram. Please, 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 please. Drop me some messages. I want to I wanna understand. When do you lean into God? Before trouble finds you? When trouble finds you or after trouble found you? And when making decisions, do you make the safe choice or do you make the God choice? For the last time, you are not inadequate. God has validated you. God has chose you. He has called you. He loves you. And with that, Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to y'all tonight, today, this morning, depending on when you're listening to me. And yeah. My DMs are open. Talk to me Thursday on Instagram. Please drop me a message. Ask me questions. Let me know. I really want to be interacting with you guys. Like, I get a few messages here and there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, that means the world to me. But I want more, okay? I want more. Please. Thank you. Bye, guys.